Good morning, and welcome to Old Readers Anonymous, a vision for you, big book study. My name is Penny C., and I'm a recovered compulsive old reader from the Boston area. Today is Wednesday, December 14, 2022, and this is the 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting. Today we are reading from the big book. We are in the chapter, We Agnostics. We are on page 48, the fourth paragraph, which begins with the the prosaic steel girder and ends with means nothing and proceeds nowhere. The reference numbers for yesterday, Tuesday, December 13th, 2022 are these. The 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting, 19,744-19744. And for the 10 a.m. Meeting, 19,745. One nine seven four five. The readers for today, the twelve steps are going to be read by Annette M. and Heather M. is here to do the twelve traditions. The readers of the text are Sandy C., Vanessa G., and Nancy P. will be our backup. Uh, the newcomer greeter um, will be will will be checking in soon. The second hour host is Anne Marie M. The OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self supporting through our own contributions neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose is this. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. And... These are the steps we took, which are suggested as a program of recovery, and we'll be asking Annette M. to read those for us. Thanks, Penny, uh, for your service. This is Annette M., gratefully recovered in Toronto. Um, Step one, we admitted we were powerless over uh, over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. 
7. Humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. 8. Made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. 9. Made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. 10. Continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. 12. Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to other compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you. Thank you, Annette M., And Heather M., I'm going to ask you to read the 12 traditions for us now. Sure. Good morning, everyone. Happy Wednesday. Thank you, Penny, for your service today. The 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, An OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. I pass. Okay, thank you so much, Heather. Appreciate your service. And this is how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year, and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. 
to share, press star 1. That will unmute you. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star 1 to mute your phone again. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today we resume our study of the big book. In the, pa- in the chapter, We Agnostics, we are on page 48, paragraph 4, which begins with the prosaic steel girder, ending with means nothing and proceeds nowhere. And I'm going to ask um, Sandy C. to start that reading for us. Good morning, Sandy. Good morning, Miss Penny. Sandy C., very grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. The prosaic steel girder is a mass of electrons whirling around each other at incredible speed. These tiny bodies are governed by precise laws, and these laws hold true throughout the material world. Science tells us so. We have no reason to doubt it. When, however, the perfectly logical assumption is suggested that underneath the material world and life as we see it, there is an all-powerful, guiding, creative intelligence, right there our perverse streak comes to the surface and we laboriously set out to convince ourselves it isn't so. We read wordy books and indulge in windy arguments, thinking we believe this universe needs no God to explain it. Were our contentions true, it would follow that life originated out of nothing, means nothing, and proceeds nowhere. Um, I feel um, excited and a little awed to read this paragraph. It feels suddenly like a great responsibility um, to uh, say something wise and profound, but I'm sort of giggling um, because I kind of don't line up with this. Um, I do read wordy books. <laughs> I don't indulge in windy arguments. Um, but I do absolutely believe this universe does need a God to explain it. And I'm perfectly, personally, very comfortable um, having someone else be in charge. Thank God it's not me. Because I, uh, yeah. So I'm, I have to sit here with a smile on my face. Um, but I will also say that I got happy when I, when I got, you know, when it's the prosaic steel girder is a mass of electrons whirling around each other at incredible speed. Um, so one of the, um, exercises I do, meditation exercises I do is I put myself in the smallest possible spaces. So the spaces between electrons, I'm not like a wizard at this stuff, but you know, the spaces between atoms are the tiniest spaces and just imagining myself uh, in those spaces slows me down and gets me present to how lovely and glorious and amazing life is. You know, I can think about the um, tiny little spaces in knitting or the, the tiny spaces uh, under the ridges of, between the ridges of my fingernails and, um, I just guess I just want to say there's so much more to life and the world than we will than we now know and that we may ever know. Um, uh, I read spiritual literature in the morning, and one of the things it says is that um, it is an endless adventure, and I just take joy and um, light in that idea. It is an endless adventure. And it can be so fun, and 
I'm so grateful to be a compulsive overeater and to have found vision for you and to be, have worked the steps and to be and feel recovered and have food neutrality. These are all miracles. Um, I know that at some point in this um, meeting, someone said, I hear it often, it, it is a miracle, but it's not a mystery. I guess this paragraph is also about mystery. There's just more than we'll ever know. And Penny, with that, I'll pass. Thank you so much. Thanks, Sandy C. And before I take a list of people's names who would like to share on this paragraph, just a reminder that although we we value everyone's experience, we do ask that you limit your sharing to every third day. So if you've shared on Monday or Tuesday of this week on any of the vision meetings, please hold back for now. And uh, with that, I'm going to take a list of names. I'm going to do my best to hear everyone. So please. Rick J. Katie N. Wait, well, I didn't hear anybody. Katie N. Melissa C. Ken okay. W. Vivian N. Well, hold on a minute now, please. All right, if you've already said your name. And I, it's not Ken W., Melissa C., or Vivian. Please say it again. Katie G. Ginger C. L. Katie G. All right, hold on. No more for now, okay? And Katie. Okay, here's, here's our first lineup. If I don't have the initial of your last name, please tell I'm me. I'm so sorry. Where are we? What page? Hold on just a minute. If I if you don't um, if I don't say your initial your last name, please give it when you share, and you might also give us the location that you're in. And we, where we are is on page 48, the fourth paragraph that begins with the prosaic field girder. Okay, so Ken, I have you as the first share in this lineup. Thank you, Penny. Uh, this is Ken W.H. from uh, North Carolina, and i um, grateful to be here today uh, sharing with you. And um, it's, what, a, what a blessed paragraph this is. Um, and just, just the concept uh, alone of uh, something solid actually not being so is beyond my <laughs> mental capacity. Um, the the endlessness of uh, what we know as our universe is beyond my conception. Um, uh, sometimes what I do to, to help myself understand how big this all is and that there must be something more than myself is uh, trying to think of what's at the end of the universe, the so-called constantly expanding universe is there a stop sign <laughs> and if so what's on the other side uh, those are the kind of questions that just leave me standing in awe and recognize that i'm just uh, i'm here i have feelings i can think uh and i am blessed and i'm also a compulsive overeater who is recovered and uh, living life on God's terms today, uh, this this God, this creative intelligence, this powerful uh, um, presence um, 
it, it works. I mean, this this is the bottom line. And the in the last line, the la- last sentence is is a little scary uh, to me to even consider it. Were our contentions true, it would follow that life originated out of nothing, means nothing, and proceeds nowhere. And that's exactly what my life was like in the midst of addiction. Uh, That's not true today, and I'm so grateful. Thanks, Penny. You're a blessing to us all. Pass. Thank you, Ken W.H. And I have Ginger. think I heard Ginger. One more time. Ginger, I think Ginger C. Okay, well, let's go on to Melissa C. Hey, Penny. Yeah, hi, can you hear me? I can. Hi, thanks. Yeah, so, you know, I read this, and, um, yeah, good morning, by the way. I'm Melissa C. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in New York. And, um, you know, I read this, and, like, my eyes can't help but go right to this line about this all-powerful, creative intelligence. And, you know, and and the reason that it grabs my attention is, um, you know, one of the things that I've done for myself, as the book suggests, is it says if you're struggling, you know, go through and ask yourself, what do each of these spiritual terms mean to you? And this is a spiritual term, you know, because it's written in capitals. So um, so I know it's a spiritual term, and I ask myself, what does that mean to me? You know, this idea of creative, you know, all-powerful creative intelligence. And, you know, I I do need something that has, like, infinite power, like, that is so much stronger than I could ever be, right? I know I need that because I couldn't do this thing on my own, right? I, I came here, I just couldn't do it on my own. And then this idea about something that is, um, that can guide me, you know, that can escort me, be by my side, advise me. And... Um, and something that has, you know, creativity, this in- inventive spirit that can put new thought resources in my path, um, something intelligent, right, that, that, that possesses and gives me the ability to acquire, you know, and apply knowledge and skills, that which I did not have before. But here, but here it is, right? I've got this perverse streak. I've got this stubborn streak. And it can still get in the way. I can still have that no, like, no, I don't want to be guided. No, I don't want all-powerful and creative intelligence. I want what I want, you know. And I can have that experience, you know, at a at a faculty meeting, at a team-level meeting where I'm like, my, my intellect, my intellect is supreme. I'm not interested in your new thoughts. And and I can dig my heels in and insist that I'm right and seek no consult, right? And and for me, this is why I, in the morning, not just for knowledge of God's will, but for the power to carry it out, like give me the strength so that I stop having this perverse streak. Because if I live, you know, married and attached to my perverse streak, 
what I found is that my life went nowhere, it goes nowhere, it proceeds nowhere, and it has no purpose. And, you know, I don't understand what, you know, I love the idea about the steel girder and, and all of this and that there is something far more powerful than me, and I can't see it, but I know its effects. And I know its effects because I've been feeling it in my life. And I pray today, please, God, let me not have the perverse streak <laughs> so that I can live in agreement and my life can have purpose. And um, thanks. With that, I'll pass. Oh, thank you so much, Melissa C. And next I have Vivian. Hi, good morning. This is Vivian M. I'm calling in from Colchester, Vermont. I'm really grateful to be here in the lawn. I'm a compulsive overeater. And um, this paragraph really struck me. You know, for for 34 years now, I've been married to a man who's a mathematician slash scientist. And everything we discuss, um, and I'm not. <laughs> I'm a writer. I'm on the creative kind of side of my brain. And I, I listened to precise mathematical conclusions and reasons why things happen. And I believe it because he certainly knows more than I do in terms of that. And there are many, you know, scientists, they all know more than I do. And, and I can listen and understand, well, maybe not understand, but believe it because they have the education and it makes sense to me. And that doesn't give me a sense of a higher power, though. It gives me a sense of intellectual people studying and knowing something that I can believe in because I can comprehend some of what they're trying to say to me, and I I, I think it's real. And then three weeks ago, my daughter-in-law gave birth to a premature baby, five pounds, and I was at the hospital, and I held this this little human in my arms, my eyes welled up with tears. And this little five-pound baby with perfect fingers, just perfect body parts. Now, this may be something scientific, but this was God to me. This was the miracle that I believe in as something bigger than I am that does not have to be explained because I felt it in my heart and soul. And that's the part of of life and of believing in a higher power that I know with certainty is real. And do I know it every minute of every day? Absolutely not, because life gets in the way. My crazy thinking gets in the way. But I do know from years and years of being in the program and practicing these principles in all my affairs, or most of my affairs, (laughs) part of the time at least, that um, it's real. There is a higher power. And when I... When I communicate to and with this higher power from my heart and the depth of my soul, I feel it and I know it's real. And that's what I get to bank in my heart, that when I don't feel it, I know I can have it again. And that's that's the hope and the gift, the, the ultimate gift of this program for me. And I'm really grateful for it. So thank you for letting me share. You all have a good day. Thank you, Vivian M. And next I have Dara, or is it Dara? Oh, hi, Penny. Thanks so much. It's Dara, like Sarah, but with a D-L. Um, thanks for your service. Um, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. I live in Philadelphia. Um, gosh, I was just thinking about how um, 
I get really philosophical in my disease. Um, I get really, I go to these really dark places. Um, I was a suicidal, low-bottom bulimic, and um, and that that belief that life, you know, originates out of nothing, means nothing, and proceeds nowhere, for me, that was actually something that preceded my disease, um, my thinking about life and about People and about the meaninglessness of it all, or you know, um, and I actually in college I was a religious studies major because I thought, um, you know, if I can just understand, then I'll be able to experience. I knew something was wrong with me. I was having panic attacks every day. I weighed 96 pounds, um, and I just I wanted to believe in something, but I couldn't. I couldn't believe in anything, and um, except food, you know, it was my solution. It was the only thing that quieted my brain, you know, even if it was just for a few minutes or whatever, it was the only thing, or it gave me something concrete and tangible to worry about. Like I could stop worrying about, am I going to live? Am I going to die? Am I going to go to hell? Because I was, you know, I was like, oh, maybe if I just stop binging and purging, I'll feel better. But, you know, the truth is, is that my obsession with food and the symptoms of the disease covered up the fact that I have a spiritual hole inside of me that gets bigger and bigger and bigger over time. Um, And I'm grateful that today, like, I I don't know, it's so weird. I I don't really worry so much about whether or not life has meaning or whatever. And, And I could never get to that place by logic. I could never get to that place by striving. Um, but I, I also love the reminders that we start where we are. I mean, I've shared that my first prayer since in coming back in recovery, or maybe it was my second prayer, was F you. You know, I just looked up at the, at the whatever's up there, and I was like, F you, I hate you, and I hate my life, you know? And to go from there to believing with every fiber of my being that there is something that has my back, like, that's amazing. But I didn't make that happen. And so just, you know, to anyone out there uh, who is uh, pretty, you know, has a dark and twisted mind like mine, I think it's okay if we just start with that foundation of honesty, open-mindedness, and willingness, and do the work, and eventually something comes in and, for me, changed me from the inside out. And it's not perfect. You know, I still have moments. Anyone who's taken a 10 step from me knows I can go to places where I'm like, F these people, I want them to die or whatever, you know, like this isn't fair. And, you know, and then within five minutes, we're laughing. So I'm really grateful to be here and I'll pass. And thank you so much. Thank you, Dara L. Next, Katie G. Hi, Penny. Good morning. Sorry, I got to grab my kiddo. This is Katie G. Recovered compulsive eater um you know i think for me the thing that stood out the most is my perverse streak so in case you're wondering perverse means contrary difficult obstructive unhelpful willful and headstrong aka me and i want to just describe myself you know last year at this time um i was telling everyone i was fine anyone who said anything to me about being underweight I thought that they were wrong or jealous of my being underweight. I thought that my house should run the way I wanted it to. And I laboriously, which means back-breaking, strained, forced, contrived, I laboriously sponsored. I laboriously cut people down. I was the person that you called, and I was so edgy 
that you didn't want to call again. You know, I was a bad demonstration of Overeaters Anonymous. I was a bad demonstration of God. And so many, so many, so many windy arguments. Um, you know, and thanks be to God that um, this disease beat me into a place of reasonableness. This disease cut me down and backed me into this corner where I had no other choice but to say, you know what? I have nothing else to say. I have no more windy arguments. I have no, I'm not the I, I know guy. I don't know what to do. Please tell me. And I'm so grateful that I got quiet because as soon as I got quiet, what I heard is I need to develop a relationship with God. And, you know, I've been saying a lot, this a lot recently, but uh, I need to say it again. And that is that I wanted a relationship with God. I wanted a 30 year marriage and I hadn't even gone on eHarmony, right? To set up that date. I was, um, sorry, she's crying because she wants cocoa melon, which I'm going to get. I hadn't even gone on eHarmony. And, you know, the thing is today, thanks be to God, you know, it was, I was uh, told it is actually a requirement for you to take time with God every day. And thanks be to God now, I do it and I'm just starting to get God. And why is this important? Because I need God to remind me every day that I'm just Katie G. I'm not somebody who's recovered and has it all together. I'm not someone who, who, I'm not someone who's a piece of you know what. I am God's daughter, and I can ask God every day, how can I be of service? Thy will, not mine, be done. And I don't need to lecture or moralize. I just need to get quiet and be with God. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Katie G and company. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, I'm going to check one more time. Was Ginger C. here earlier to share? I thought I heard her name. Okay, then let's just go on, and I'll take another list of names of people who would like to share and do my best to hear. Uh, and we are on page 48. Shanna C. Adrian N. Katie Hold on. Before Adrian. Shanna C. Okay, and after Katie. Amy. Rick J. Jim. Rick J. Jim S. Jim S. Nancy R. Nancy, is it Nancy R.? Yes. Okay, gotcha, Nancy. Rona D. I say that again. Rona D. Rona B. Okay. All right. Okay, that's six. Let's go with those people for now. And so we have Gen- Jenna C., Adrian, Rick J., Jim S., Nancy R., and Rona B. And uh, I'm going to start this um, group off with Jenna-, Jenna C. Go ahead, please. Good morning. This is Shanna C. Sorry, may not have come through. It might have sounded like Jenna. Okay, but, uh, I got it. Yeah, with an SH. But yes, thank you so much for sharing and awesome shares so far. Uh, couldn't be more grateful. I'm Shanna C. from Tennessee, grateful recovered compulsive overeater through God's grace. And uh, uh, day to time and a way of living that really works where I don't have to, I don't find it necessary to use food and other ingredients to to 
deal um, falsely with my life and, and all the things that I don't like in it. Uh, for those who are new, um, who are like, whoa, this whole spiritual stuff is, this is not what I bargained for. Someone just suggested that I get on this meeting because I'm struggling eating and I, ha- I need to lose a bunch of weight and I, I don't want to be here, but I'm just listening. Uh, welcome. Um, you know, one of the things that was mentioned earlier in the meeting is don't let the, you know, the use of these spiritual terms keep uh, pray any prejudice, meaning, you know, preconceived ideas and what I think I know about spiritual terms. Don't let that deter you. Um, one thing that really, really, really helped me was um, later on in our program, or even earlier in a program on page 44, I, uh, 44 and 45, it talks about how lack of power was my dilemma. I needed a power greater than me by which I could live. And it had to be a power greater than me, uh, obviously. But where was I to find this power? And it's and this book that we're studying, this big book that we keep referring to, um, that's what it is about. It is to enable us to find the power by which we could live. And so what that means for me is in step two, we become willing to believe that a power greater than me can restore me to sanity. Well, what does that mean? Um, and then we be willing to believe that there is a power greater than ourselves. And that's all, that word, little word that. I didn't have to have God figured out, especially since I had so many preconceived ideas coming into this. You know, um, I just needed to believe that there is a power or even be willing to believe. I didn't even have to fully believe it. It was. It's more like, okay, I'll take your word for it for right now because you guys are happy. You guys are have lost the weight. You guys are not eating like I'm eating right now. Something is working. There must be a power, maybe. That's all I had to do is be willing to believe that there is one. And then that's it. That's it. And so what kept, kept kept me coming back was the fact that I was getting more and more miserable while other people seemed to to be right all along. The more miserable I got, the more right the people this thing was working for seemed. So anyway, um, a day at a time. I've been abstinent since uh, uh, September 29th of 2019. And every single day is a miracle. Every meal is a miracle. And I'm not just saying that to be whatever. I'm saying it because it's the truth. And I've come to believe that this power is working in me as well now. Because there is absolutely no way that I could be able to follow a food plan and not eat the way that I was eating until now. Um, because bottom line is there is no I- amount of food. Thank you. Real quick. There's no amount of food. It'll ever be enough for me. So I needed a power that's infinite that this this uh, paragraph here describes. I need the power to replace the food. It's never going to be enough. And sure enough, I've got it. All right, that's it. Thanks. Have a wonderful day. Thanks, Shanna C. And Adrian, you're next. Thank you. Uh, this is Adrian N. from Florida. And... Um, Sharing is not comfortable for me, uh, but I feel like I have something, an awareness on this paragraph that I didn't have before. Is um, I can't see anger. I can't see pain. 
I can't see resentment. I can only feel them. And I and it's the same thing with love and joy and and uh, peace and serenity. None of those things are something I could touch or put in my pocket or buy. And I think it's the same thing with a belief in a higher power. I can't see it, but I could develop that feeling and have it grow and grow and grow over time. It's kind of like a marriage. You fall in and out of love over and over and over again if you stick with it. And anger comes again and again and again, but it goes away again and again and again. And so does a belief in a higher power for me. It comes again and again and again. It might go away, but if I stick with it and I keep trying to connect, it comes back again. And it's just a matter of trying, of learning that feeling or creating or just, I don't know, there's not a word for me. (laughs) I pass. Penny, you're muted. Can't hear you, Penny. Rick, Rick J. Yeah, I was telling Rick we couldn't hear him, and I was muted myself. Rick J. It's your turn. Thank you, Penny. Thanks so much for your service. My name is Rick J. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in North Carolina, and um, for me, this this paragraph, just like this whole chapter, we agnostics. It's an invitation to shift my thinking. You know, my old ideas. Uh, and, and embrace the unknown of, of something that I don't understand. Just to be willing to embrace this unknown, this power. Um, because if I'm powerless, and and if I am not powerless, then there's no reason for me to go any further. There really isn't. If I'm truly powerless, and I, I got to that through reading the doctor's opinion, I got to that reading Bill's story, there is a solution, more about alcoholism. Okay, I get it. I'm powerless. I've got nothing here. Then where do I go from here? If I have nothing to transform myself, to heal myself, to fix myself, to change on my own, if I have nothing, then I need something that's beyond that. And I don't have to understand what it is. And I love that they really do earnestly try to just put some stuff down on paper that we can relate to. Okay, if you can believe in this, you know, you don't have to understand it. If you can believe in this, let's shift our thinking just a little bit and believe in something that's bigger than you that you don't have to understand. Now, that, for me, was a great starting point. Yeah, I I come in and turn on a light switch. The light comes on. Yeah, I I don't truly understand everything behind electricity yes 
true. And when I'm walking on the floor and that solid structure beneath me, I don't understand atomic structure and quantum mechanics. You know, if I jump up and I come right back down, yep, that's gravity. I know that our Earth is circling the sun. Gravity, I don't truly understand exactly how it works. You know, Big Bang Theory, black holes. You know, I don't, I don't even have to understand that stuff, but I believe in him. So I'm shifting my thinking. I am willing to believe now. I truly am, but there's something that I don't understand. And for me, that's something I don't understand. If I can believe in any of that, I can also believe that they're all interrelated and connected and there's something behind it. I mean, that's just my choice. I'm willing to believe in something that I don't really understand, but hey, okay. It's asking me to be willing, and so I am. I'm really, really tired of living alone in the dark. You know, this eternal darkness and isolation that's my addiction. And if I'm connected in love and in light with a sense of purpose, it's that connection where everything seems to be flowing as it should in a direction as it should I don't even know where I'm ending up here, but I know that I'm going where I need to go in this connection. And it's just that belief in something. I'm willing to believe in something I don't understand. That's all it's asking me to do. With that, I pass. Thank you. That was Rick J. And next we have Jim S. Yes, good morning. My name is Jim S. I'm from Toledo, Ohio. And I finally met my match. Spent $5.50 on something the other day that I thought was going to satisfy me, and it didn't. And I became very um, nervous, not knowing the result of what I had done. But I found something that was loving toward me, and I received a blessing. That wasn't enough for me. I still went back trying to fill that hole. And then I knew I needed to ask for help. And I was led to a place where help existed. And I decided to put my trust and faith in the God that I understand and and allow him to help me not eat compulsively. And I made it through one day yesterday, and I'm going on my second day today. Um, You know, I tried all different methods of trying to fill that hole, and it wasn't happening for me. But when I tried to fill it with something that was totally unnecessary for me to partake in, I realized that I was a hopeless, helpless, powerless addict who would do anything to fill that hole inside of me. And today I can say that that hole is filled and it continues to be filled. And I just thank my God. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Jim S. Thank you for sharing. And next I have Nancy R. Nancy R. Hi, this is Nancy R. from uh, Northwest Illinois. Um, I 
um, recover compulsive overeater. Very cool. Um, there's an all-powerful guiding creative intelligence. I love someone shared earlier that those are spiritual terms because they're in caps. Um, so I um, learned from um, working the steps and listening to podcasts that um, we agnostics, I don't consider myself an agnostic and never have. And um, what was really powerful for me was in one of the podcasts hearing someone say, how am I being agnostic today? What am I not giving to God? What am I not believing in an all-powerful guiding and creative intelligence will solve for me, will guide me, will, or am I not getting to that being, that higher power? And for the last couple of days, it's been um, my obsession with being below my goal weight. And I am getting an effect from it, and I want more of it. And I am a real compulsive reader, binge reader. I am nowhere on the um, scale of the other side of this disease. And I am following my food plan, and I'm working with my nutritionist, and I eat three healthy, abstinent, I can't think of the word. It's, it's, uh, it's a good amount of food. It's fulfilling. It is filling. And uh, not milk depriving. And so I need to give all this to my all-powerful guiding creative intelligence and, um, and get it out of me and my head and my windy argument and um, uh, uh, this is just another way that my sick mind is trying to pull me into the chaos and builds up with emotions that eventually leads me back to the food. So um, I will keep uh, giving this to my higher power. Thanks. Thank you, Nancy R. Um, Rona B, it's your turn now. Hi, my name's Rona D. Hopefully you can hear me from Ireland. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much. Really great to, to be on the meeting with everyone this morning. And yeah, my perverse streak was coming up in. I knew I, and I hated to be told. I wasn't teachable at all. You don't need to tell me. I know, I know, I know. And what did I know? I knew very little, so little. And and the truth is, for me, you know, my knowing got me to the point of feeling that life meant nothing, and 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 that brought me to feeling suicidal, to wanting to to check out, you know. And that's that's where addiction, that's where food brought me to my knees. And thank God that I I reached out and I asked for help, and I got. I got more more than help. And and what is it like today? You know, it's it's a different life. 
it's a, it's a new freedom. It's a new peace. I'm no longer running the show. I know that I can't. I know that there is power who can. And I continue to try a day at a time to, to let that power run the show and to let go and be in the flow of this beautiful life. And this beautiful life isn't without the pain or without the challenges. You know, it's Christmas time. Um, it's, there's still grief from my mom who passed away over a year ago. And people who, yeah, yesterday seemed to, to expect that I was over it already. And, and I'm not. And, and yet and all, you know, there's Christmas stuff going on. And I get, to, I get to show up, even though I don't feel like going. Put the Christmas jumper on. Go and add to and be of service. You know, follow that direction. Where would you have me be? What would you have me do? So I'm so grateful. I'm, I really appreciate that, yeah, there is a way, there is a, an all-powerful guiding creative intelligence that can guide and direct me for today. And I'll pass there. Thanks. Thank you so much, Rona B., all the way from Ireland. And I'm ready to take um, three more names. I think we can get three people in. Uh, well, two anyway, and I'll take the third just in case we do have time. So who would like to be put on this list? Pamela P. Lisa. Pamela P. Pamela, and then is it Lisa? Lisa N. Yeah. Callie C. And Callie? Uh-huh, Callie C. Okay, those three, and we'll see how we how many we can get in. David M. Pamela, Pamela P., it's um, your turn to share. Hello. Yeah, hi. This is Pamela P. from Pennsylvania. Um, so what I got from the past grad, yes, I I always believe in God. Um, not even once I didn't. Um, either through the hard time. But with this disease, I definitely believe in God because I shouldn't be here. So it got to be because of God. And I know God made the program because the program so spiritually. Um, even when I was in the adult industry and having this disease, my recovery was good, um, but sometimes raving. But I never felt God love away from me. I almost felt like he ain't always there for me. Either I mess up, I get back up because of God. And God put amazing people in my life, like my partner and my old family and my family. It's a, you know, so every day is a struggle with the disease. Even when I'm completely happy, the disease do so up. And I seem like I easily trigger a lot um, lately as I got older. So I'm, you know, it then sometimes I'm a little hypersensitive because I know whatever recovery I had, I got a guard that like my life depends on it. But if I lose that little recovery, I I gonna lose sanity with the food. I end up being honest. I do thank God for my sponsor. She she's just amazing, and I I you know I'm just praying. I'm just praying that just for today. And the, the, the disease is funny because I just lost another pound. I lost seven pounds this month already, and I like oh my God I. And you almost feel like, okay, maybe I could dab or eat a little more bite or what, but I just can't. And I know the what the last thing I'll say quickly, I know the weather going to be bad in another day. 
and I can't go to the gym. So that always triggered for me because I, 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 the gym helped me mentally and physically. So that one I want to say. I want you to vent out according to the paragraph, and thank you to let me share, and so I pass. Thank you, Pamela P. And Lisa, you share now? Sure. Thank you for your service today. Good morning, everyone. You know, I just uh, think back to myself and how I struggled wanting to know what I was supposed to do to lose the weight. What am I supposed to do? So I went searching, and I did have a spiritual practice in the morning um, that I had learned. I'm I'm 61 now, and I was um, like about 38 when I started this practice. And it was, um, you know, it was unconventional, and it was alternative. But I, and I did believe in God, and um, completely every morning, faithfully when I get up, spend that time with him, searching, reading, um, but not feeling like I was finding the answer to why I was fat and why I was eating uncontrollably and why my life was a disaster and a mess. So I started doing this studying and getting information and feeling more powerful myself about the information, not losing weight yet, though, and believing in God all at once. Um, But it wasn't until I came to this program that um, I realized that whatever I searched after, whatever information, it wasn't wasn't anything like that. It was going to be God giving me directions. If I listen, if I, I don't have to search and climb and struggle, I just have to relax and trust. And um, I needed this program to, to learn that. And, and um, so I'm very grateful that I have this because I, now I can, I can believe, I, I love that. I don't have to understand God. I have to stand under God. That's what I have to do. And I love that saying. I heard that not too long ago from somebody on this line, and I thought it was fantastic. So um, I'm grateful for that all-powerful, guiding, creative intelligence that leads me today and led me to this program. So with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Lisa, the initial of your last name, please. Oh, sure. N is in Nancy, and I'm from okay. Wisconsin. Thank you. Okay. You're welcome. Um, and Callie, we just have one minute. Are you able to take that minute, or do you want to wait for the second hour? Yeah, I think I'll wait for the second hour. It's a little bit longer than that. Yeah, okay. Thank you so mm-hmm. much. So we're going to yeah. close now. And um, thank you to everyone for that shared and everyone that attended. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following the closing. The share ID for today, Wednesday, December 14, 2022, is 19,749-19749. And now we're going to close, as we always do, with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Vanessa G. please read, our book is meant to be suggestive only to to keep you until then. Thank you, Penny. Thank you for your service. This is Vanessa G. New Mexico. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. 
Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who still suffers or for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own home is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.